Welcome to the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, and today, uh, Friday, April 28th, right before Game 1 starts, we got a Sixers-Celtics preview. Guys, here we go again. We don't have a full squad. Uh, hopefully, JV gets our messages and his hops on surprisingly, but we do have Dave DeBacco. How are you? Yo, fellas, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right, coming at you live from the airport. But if it's time to pod, it's time to pod. It doesn't matter what's on the schedule. Let's do it. I love it. Love the commitment. Uh, we thought it was very important. We couldn't, we could not, not give you a pod before Sixers Celtics. We had to get together. Uh, I don't even know JV's aware we're doing this, but uh, you know we don't have JV, but we do have June one. How are you, June? Man, it's been such a long time since I've been on this pod that Zoom has completely forgot all my information and I had to make a new account. I have to update this. Oh, man. But wow, we're back. And of course, timely wise, it's against the Celtics. Man, we're here again. Man, I, uh, yeah, I forgot you weren't on the last pod and the pod before that pod was three months ago. <laughs> so no it's, way. it's been a while. No it's yeah, three months ago before that. Or was it two it's months? I don't remember, Dave. I, I don't remember. I think it was either two or three months. But um, I don't know. Three, I believe you, the three months goes crazy. Welcome back, Jim. You missed it. Well, let me take you back to the beginning of the season where we, we said we're going to do once a week. <laughs> 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 Didn't happen. The Sixers had a rough start to the season. Uh, kind of bought out Pretty early. <laughs> I was kind of tuned out. I think I said on the last pod, this is the, the least I've watched the Sixers probably ever. But like June said, we're back versus the goddamn Celtics. Again. It's deja vu. <laughs> we can't get away from them. While uh, we have to mention the Knicks upset the Cavs and the Heat upset <laughs> the Bucks. So the other series is the Knicks hosting the Heat and we have to play the Fucking Celtics. Hey, but guys, it doesn't mean shit. We know that. It doesn't mean shit. We know that. Yeah, you got you got to play who's in front of you, right? The, the, the NBA has never done reseeding. So I know it's been a big topic this year because of what happened, but like the eighth seed doesn't typically upset the one seed, you know? So it's been like that for years. I'm not complaining that we get to play the Celtics. You got to get through them eventually if you want to, you know, win a championship. But you know what? Before I get to the Celtics, oh, no, you want to you say something? Go ahead. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna say the same thing. Can we can we talk about one eight seed upsets real quick? Because how crazy was this, man? Because we obviously I think the craziest one of all time is probably the we believe Warriors, right? Yes. No, it was the eight seed. Was that <laughs> I didn't see anything. Ah, gotta love it. Sorry about that. So yeah. What happened? Wait, we what happened? Believe- Oh, that guy asked if I was drinking liquor, and he asked me where I got it. Oh, I it's love the goose. It's just, it's just a goose island, though. It's just a goose island. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Thanks the We Kobe. Believe Warriors. Thanks. Yeah, thanks to We can drink all over the airport. And humble us. Anyway, We Believe Warriors, probably the craziest 8-1 upset of all time, I think. I mean, that, that, that Mavs team won 67 games, and that was like Dirk's MVP season or something, and I was the big goose. 
But uh, and then our Sixers are, are part of an eight-one upset. However, we did have Derrick Rose blow out his ACL in the first game or something. So I don't know how much how much credit we can give ourselves for that one. But this is like, I mean, this is pretty crazy, man. I mean, Jimmy Butler absolutely did. Everybody talks about playoff Jimmy. We certainly didn't have playoff Jimmy. Maybe in a couple games we did, like game six against the Raptors. That was playoff Jimmy. But Jimmy Butler was not dropping fifty chips on all defense Drew Holiday than we. I mean, oh my God, that was fucking crazy. I, I can't believe. What do you, let's talk about that. You got new. You go. You're always directing everybody. You. I want to hear what you think about that upset. To be honest, like, there's no way anyone could have known Jimmy Butler was capable of this. There's no way. He he was good with us. You said we got a little glimpse of of playoff Jimmy, but like, he's he's what 33 now, 32. Like, we thought we were going to see the downside of, it. and like, I I know everyone. It, it drives me crazy, and I and I know we let one get away. I know in hindsight's twenty twenty, but like no one was taking Jimmy over Ben Simmons. No one was, and and we didn't like Ben Simmons no. that much. You know, it just it wasn't happening. But like no one could have predicted he's he, he would have done what he's he's been doing since he's left the Sixers. Like got to the finals, uh, upset the Bucks once, upset them again, scored fifty six points, forty eight points. I don't know something crazy like that. Had that buzzer beater to go into overtime in Game Five. Like I I cannot believe what I'm seeing, and I I was never the biggest Jimmy Butler guy, but like I I don't believe anyone thought he was capable of what he's doing right now. What do you think, Jim? It's great. Yeah, I mean, when we had him and we had to make a tough decision of picking, you know, number 25 over uh, Jimmy, uh, I mean, we we all thought, you know, he's going to be on the downside of his career. You know, he's getting old. He's he's on the wrong side of the 30. And I think when we saw him go to Miami and had that unbelievable run the bubble, I, I think we all thought it was like, oh, my God, like maybe that's his last run as like in his prime. But this past series of the Bucks, it's it's crazy how good he still is, and and like how he can you know flip the switch when the playoff comes around, like goes from a twenty percent three point shooter to what he shoot like sixty percent this series, which it's unbelievable. I it's still crazy that he still has this dog in him still, and maybe you know I wish we had him, we love him, but it is what it is now. He was doing, he was not shooting when we, he was refusing to shoot. I don't know if yeah. it was like a fuck you to Brett Brown, but he was actively passing right. three pointers, like that, that weird Sixers energy that every player stopped shooting. It's like he had certainly happened to the playoff Jimmy when we had him. So, like, what the fuck, man? Do we credit heat culture here? Is this the heat culture thing? Hate to say those two words, but wow. I just said this other day to my one of my friends, I said, I hate as much as it makes me want to vomit to say, the heat culture is definitely a thing. And I think I said it to you guys. If if he did say, there's no way it would have worked out fine. It, we wouldn't have been able to handle a Jimmy meltdown. I mean, last year when they were the one seed and he challenged his coach to, to a fight, there's no way the Sixers would have been able to sustain that. There's no way they would have been able to handle that. And and you're, and you're talking about um, him for, him refusing to shoot. That, that two-month period was super weird. And then um, – we you can't forget in game seven, the he basically dribbled out our last three possessions before Kawhi hit that shot. I mean he hit he ended up hitting the, the game tying layup, but before that he was just dribbling out the clock and we had like two shot clock violations and three possessions or something like that. So like I I, I I'm I'm with you with June. Like it's it's an incredible bit playoff Jimmy because in the regular season he 
didn't have a terrific year. He shot 20% from three or whatever. And then now he just makes everything. It's, it's, it's absolutely, I've never seen anything. The, the most, the biggest comparison I could say I've seen like it is Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. Why, dude, that's it. It was like, you, you take, you obviously keep Carson Wentz over Nick Foles because it's the smart thing to do. And you obviously keep Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler because it's the smart thing to do. But what the fuck, man? What the fuck? You know? He was never as bad as Nick Foles has been in this regular season, but like the playoff surge is insane. And I, I hate that we have to keep talking about it. And like, I get it. Everyone on Twitter is lusting after him and he's the one who got away. I, I firmly believe it was never going to work in Philly. I don't know if you guys think, but I we, we would not have been able to. I, I know he hated this phrase that he, he said on the JJ Reddick podcast, but like we wouldn't, we would not be able to quote unquote control him. Yeah. You know? I don't know if you remember he, he said that was the last straw. So it was like, oh wow, Niners are all in B and B oh. And then what Tyler Tyler Hero would be like Nick Stauskas for us. So it'll never yeah. it'll, you know. So Jason Boston, Tatum. Boston <laughs> Boston in the second round again. Here we go. <laughs> Jason Tatum with us would have been Tyrus Thomas. Tobias Harris. <laughs> yeah. Right. He would have been yeah, Tobias Harris. He would have been Tobias Harris. Um <laughs> sorry, but I I'm I'm very frustrated. <laughs> Like I, I don't care if the Heat won, but I, I, the whole Jimmy discourse just makes me want to vomit. I don't, don't hate the guy; it's just annoying. It hurts. I loved him. I liked him. I was there game six, going into halftime. The whole stadium chanted Jimmy Butler. I was there screaming my head off. I loved him. I loved Jimmy. Me and Dane. Uh, Shout out first name Dane. We loved Jimmy. That was the best thing. That was the only good thing Elton ever did. Robert Covington, Dario Sarge, Jared Bayless for Jimmy Butler. Wow. Oh, man, that's a hell of a trade. Hell of what a, a fucking haul by Alton Brennan. Too bad it's the only good thing we ever did. It's a shame. Yeah, the problem is he fumbled keeping him, you know? So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Enough about Jimmy Butler. Right. But, yeah. Before we move on to the Celtics, any quick takeaways from the Sixers Net series? I think we all kind of thought that was going to be over by five, and we yeah. ended up sweeping them. First, first sweep in almost 40 years. So, nice to see. Um, you know, we had the whole. Um, you know, we're, we're probably going to talk about it anyway. I might as well bring it up. Embiid uh, has an LCL sprain, uh, sustained it in game three. Um, probably would have been better off if he got ejected, as he was. He probably should have been. So maybe we would have been, you know, maybe would have saved his knee there. But I don't know exactly when it happened. I think it's when he fell over Cam, uh, Cam Johnson. I don't know. But um, for the past week, it's been speculating. You know, Doc's been saying he's 50-50 to start the Celtics series. Um, you know, he didn't sound promising. I think Doc's a pretty bad liar, but maybe I said, I'm hoping he's lying. But he said it, it didn't sound great from what Doc was saying. But so, you know, we sweep the nets and B gets hurt. Harden looks horrible. What are your those are my quick uh, cliff notes of what happened in that series. What did you guys see? Uh, I'll start with you, Dave. Uh, so, yes, we'll start with it. Let's, let's get a little positive. We did sweep the nets in a business business uh church like approach it was great it felt good first week in like you said like 40 years almost maybe more than 40 years and uh i'll tell you what the the sixers the sixers the ver- this version of the sixers that we're dreading against the celtics of, of the last few years would not have swept this net team because let's, let's inject some positivity into this we got these fucking dogs baby we got b-ball paul making a name for himself worried that some team might offer him some ridiculous money, and I'm a little nervous about that. But you know, we're not. We'll, we'll keep that for the offseason pod. But thank God for B-ball Paul. 
thank the basketball gods for basketball ball. And uh, who else? Um, we got PJ Tucker. Obviously, you know he had his struggled a little bit from 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 three, but you know I said uh, before this before the next series started, I talked about Maxi being the key, and Maxi was you know he was good, he was fine. But honestly, the real key, which we did and that we lacked in years past, because as we know, rebounding, offensive rebounding, and limit points on take care of the ball, no points off turnovers. That is our kryptonite, man. Like. This team would not have swept the Nets in the past because we didn't have P.J. Tucker and D-Ball Paul in the rotation and D'Anthony Melton and J- Jalen McDaniels. We didn't have these athletic guys that scrap and, and crash the glass and get offensive rebounds. And how about for once we get the offensive rebound and took it out for a dagger three? I mean, that's like – that's what scares us about Boston, right? You know, they, they get the 50-50 bullshit. You know, the ball falls their way and they flip it out to Al Horford for the dagger three. It's like – Finally, we, you know, we have that for once, which is nice. That's been our biggest trip tonight forever. And uh, so, you know, we have that element to this team this year, and we took care of business, and we swept them. And uh, it's unfortunate, but this is the Embiid uh, annual ritual. He's, someone fell into his knee, and when he should have been in Jeff's first place, he shouldn't have been out there. But here we are, and uh, luckily Trey Young bought us an extra couple of days. But, you know, he's just got to play, man. Who's got to play? They better give him some PEDs and some fucking stem cell injections, and let's go, man! Come on, come on! We got the we got the dog element that we've been lacking, and you know Boston's not perfect. You know, obviously it, it hurts just because we we've, we've been we've seen this movie a thousand times, but you know they're humans. They you know the Hawks were right there. The Hawks very well could very well make it have won that game last night and forced a game seven. You know it's uh. They're not. They're not perfect, and uh, you know we have these dogs, and we got this this team of continuity. And if we were ever going to have a chance, it's this year. So it sucks. It would like to have healthy Embiid, but you know it is what it is, and and uh, we still have a chance. I'm not. I'm not writing it off yet, even though my gut's telling me it's over. I my heart's telling me uh, that I'm ready to get hurt. So let's do it. Let Let me ask June. Did that um Did that Hawks Celtics series change your perception of the Celtics at all? Um, honestly, I think it did. Like, I think going in, I was like, oh, it's going to be easy, you know, Celtics 4-1. It's going to be, it's gonna be it's not even going to be close. But I think the fact that the Hawks actually, like, kind of scared them a little bit and made them actually look a little human, per se, Uh, that was, I guess, from a Sixers fan point, it's kind of a positive. Because I know, like, also listening to, like, Bill Simmons and their podcast and he talking about the Celtics a lot. Like he does mention a lot about like how Jalen Brown's not that great. And like he's kind of scared of him like having the ball in his hands like in crunch time because he's not gonna make the right decisions. Uh mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, maybe Doc Rivers kind of sees this in film and use that to our advantage and kind of try to outcoach this other first year coach guy. I for, I don't know what his name is. Joe so, Missoula. Joe Missoula. That's, that's, that's the other thing you hear, June. That's when you want to measure how the Celtics fans are feeling. You tune into Bill Simmons and been hearing a lot about Joe Missoula's rotations and, uh, you know, fourth quarter adjustments. And it's, ah, they're human, I think. I think they're human. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, I feel like the Hawks kind of shook them a little bit this series, uh, especially the past like two, three games. So, hopefully, that's something we can ride off of. And maybe, you know, when there's pressure, is like really hitting him, the coach Joe, whatever his name was, uh, that we can take advantage, you know. Like, come on, Doc, you're pop. <laughs> come on, Doc. 
I got to mention that uh, one of the latest rookies, one of the voicemails called in and asked if we have the coaching advantage doc over Joe Mazzula. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's all we got going for us, honestly. Yeah. But I, I, I got to say, like, um, I, it's a complicated question. Like, yes, maybe Boston's more vulnerable than I might have thought, but I still think they're, like, clearly, clearly very good. But the thing is, like, I didn't expect them to kind of play with their food a little bit the way, like, I expect the Sixers to do. So um, that's very interesting because, like like Dave said, the Sixers teams of the past would not have swept this Nets team, and I tend to agree. We have three more playable players than we had last year. We got Melton Tucker and McDaniels and a more, I guess, has more trust in B-ball. Doc has more trust in B-ball Paul this year. It was nice to see him get the bulk of the – Backup center minutes. I think game four, I think he might have played the entire second half. He was awesome in game four. And uh, Dave alluded to it. We're not going to get to it yet, but uh, they're working on contract extension and it's not going well, apparently. So this is something to keep an eye out on. Um, but but yeah. B-Ball I, Paul I, is going to get paid, man. He's going to get paid. Uh, gotta be, it has to be by us, dude. It has to be what? by us. Too bad, if too I, bad Tobias Harris is making four players <laughs> working with fucking salary. Yeah, he won us. Thanks, Tobias, for the great game four. I'm not even up. You know, he, he was good in the series. He was good in Keep the going, series. Dude. Sorry to interrupt. I'm going to mute myself. No, I, I, I want to talk about Toby. I want to talk about Toby because he was very good in the net series. I'll say it. But, like, he was also making shots that, like, I would typically expect him to miss. Um, Toby was, was doing, like, the let Toby cook thing, which, like, never works. But, like, there were some points in those Nets games where we were stagnant. And like what Toby, the let Toby cook stuff was actually better than the shots we were getting. So like it actually kind of worked. See, that's the problem because let Toby cook only works when Joel's out. You know what yeah. I mean? We, yeah. we don't yeah. like we don't we don't like that's why we don't like Toby because we don't like let Toby cook when Joel's in. So you know what? Joel's out. Good for you, Toby. You helped us to the sweep. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Very good. Good job. You played a good series. Fine. Now we play Boston in a week, so how are we going to look? How are we going to beat Tobias hey, Harris? Tara, he, he never steps up versus the good teams. We, we know it. We can, know, we, we know. can we can we afford to keep B-Ball Paul this summer? How about it going to be, Tobias Harris? Here we go. It's not cutting time here. First off, I'm mute myself again before Brandon hears it. We, we, we will get into the, the Toby discourse eventually because we know when he gets too much praise, he relapses. So he is a Celtics – he never plays ball against the Celtics. Matt, I'm also a little concerned about Maxi. He also never plays well against the Celtics. Um, but we got to talk about – we kind of – we did talk about it, but Embiid's injury. What's your – what's your gut feeling of the Embiid situation? Because I know – I think I told you guys, I, I have my conspiracy theory. Um, mm-hmm. What is your confidence level of – or, like, tell me what kind of Embiid do you think we're going to get in this series? No, um, I'll give you my I'll give you my yeah. gut feeling. I'll start. Sorry, June, not to cut you off, but Jesus Christ, we've been talking about this forever. It's rest equals rust with Joel. If he's hurt, he's mopey, and the and that energy trickles down because he's the top of the mountain. He's the MVP, and his his energy trickles down and is contagious for everybody else. And injured, rested, old, rusty Joel Embiid is historically not great it's not it's historically not great we can be objective 
You we know? saw it last year. Can be objective. We saw it every. We see it every year. <laughs> we see it every year. We've seen this movie a hundred times. Yeah. But we have. But in previous years, when we've seen this movie, we did not have the element that this current team has. We didn't have the dogs and the scrappers and the PJ Tuckers and the Meltons and the McDaniels and the trust and the D ball Pauls. We didn't have these guys last time. We didn't have year three Maxi, who averaged eight points a game against Boston this year. That's going to fucking explode and be the 2023 Boston Strangler and, and guide us through this fucking war that we're about to embark on. We didn't have all this in years past. So maybe thank you, Trey Young, for the extra two days. Let's fucking take it game by game. Steal one in Boston. You got to fucking steal one in Boston, man. You got to steal Monday or Wednesday, and you got to come home tied at once. That's all you got to do. I don't care how we do it, with or without Embiid, B-Ball Paul getting 17 rebounds, Tobias Harris getting 30 points on, on fucking ISO Toby, whatever it takes, man. Let's you fucking go, all right? We just got to go to war, and it is what it is, and let's fucking go. I'm ready to die. Let's go. I'm muting myself again for brand new stuff. Jin, um, I know it's like an impossible question to answer or to know, but like, what are you expecting out of Embiid this series? Because we, we really don't know what's going on, but like, What's your gut feeling? Oh, man. Scrolling Twitter and Instagram and then seeing all these news, like, you know, he's going to get reevaluated again this, later in the week and see if, what his status is for game one. And then Doc always coming out with this, oh, we're not sure if he's going to be ready yet. Oh, man. I don't know. My gut's telling me it's not looking too hot. Um, So I don't know. I think he has to play. Personally, I feel like he has to play game one. I feel like game one's like kind of our game seven. Like, we got to go in there, fight, like, pun- punching everyone. Like, we got to get, we have to do whatever Say it, it takes, I think. Say it, Jim. We got to steal it. Say we got to we steal ha- We have to. I think, I think we have to take game one. Like, whatever Embiid says, if he's 50%, whatever, like, play your best that game, game one, win it. Maybe rest game two. Doesn't matter. Because when you come home, game three, four, and six, your role players are going to step up. That That's what's proven in, in the history of playoffs. You have all these random role players that we have now that are actually playable in the playoffs to step up in these home games to, to make some shots. Like Melton, McDaniels, Maxi, P.J. Tucker. Like I believe in those guys to step up in the home games. So, man, really – Game one, I, I really hope we do whatever it takes to just steal one. Steal it. Got to steal it. Well said. Fucking well said. I think even just him playing game one is important just to shake off the rust. You know, because like if we're going to get rusty Embiid and, you know, le- less than 100% Embiid, I think he needs some time to just get back out there. and Because he's going to have, what, nine days off by the time he last played in game three. He's got to need to just get. I would if I would even consider it a win if he goes in game one and looks fine. If we lose and he looks fine in game one and somehow, like Dave said, he's got to come back one one. It doesn't matter if you win game one or game two. I think he's got to come back one on one. And even we've seen recent NBA years, two zero isn't a death sentence anymore. Um, but I already told I already told you guys uh, my conspiracy theory. I'm gonna say it again because I think I need it to make myself feel better. Uh, my conspiracy theory is he's fine. I think he's fine. I think I think game three was a mess, right? And it was the Nets were doing everything they could do to kind of throw Embiid off his game. They were being physical. They were being dirty. 
They're shoving him, hitting him in the back, you know, landing on him. I think the Sixers were like, there's there's almost two parts. I don't know which one I believe more, but there's the Sixers were like, hey, we can beat this. So like a little bit about sweeping the Nets is that Nets team wasn't good, right? I don't th- I don't believe they were good at all. They might have been like, hey, we can beat them in game four without Embiid. Let's just like, I don't want to put Embiid in another Siakam breaks his face situation. The Nets are being really dirty. Let's beat them without Embiid. We'll give Embiid the rest. We'll say, you know, no one's ever going to admit to resting a star player in a playoff game. So maybe they're like, we're not going to say, we're going to say his, he actually hurt his knee, which could be bad karma. Not gonna <laughs> but like, I, 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 there's a chance that I think they were just saving him and wanted to save face. And they don't want to admit that they were resting him or the NBA went to them like, Hey, we don't want to suspend him, but maybe he shouldn't play game four for, you know, kicking the clacks in the balls. That's my conspiracy theory. It probably isn't true. It makes me feel better, but we're talking about Dave. You said it with, with Mopey Embiid. We saw it in the heat series. It wasn't his fault because Siakam literally broke his face and he had a concussion and he had a, ligament in his thumb and whatever when he's mopey the rest of the team doesn't know what to do they all follow suit you know and you know what's the remember the titans quote attitude attitude reflects leadership and that's what it was and that's what it was in the heat series i don't think the heat are good and i i, I think we should have beat the heat if mb was completely healthy if i'm being honest but i think that i think the raptors last year were, were tougher out than miami was but we just had we had rusty Rested, rusty, injured, mopey, and beast, and we lost. <laughs> yeah, because that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens every exactly. Year. So, like this, this series was gonna be hard enough with an of a healthy Embiid. Um, and I guess I'm jumping into it early. My my prediction, it, it was gonna be hard enough with a healthy Embiid, let alone uh less than 100 percent Embiid. Uh, I I want to believe that you know Jordan getting over. The Pistons and, you know, and LeBron getting over the Celtics and, you know, all these players getting over their demons. And I wanted that for Embiid this year. I, I really need the series. I think we have too much going against us. I think there's just way too much going against us. The Celtics are a bad matchup. Um, You know, they have very playable wings that can dribble and shoot and defend and switch. And that, that's our kryptonite. And uh, I, I think the Celtics... Win in six. Oh, That's again. Oh, no. The Celtics win in six. I would, I think, like, I almost have, I almost have like a now or never feeling about the series, and I'm going to go all in on the Sixers, you know. Um, But I just, I think there's too much stacked up against us for us to win this series. We needed a healthy Embiid, and we're not going to get them. I think Harden's toast. I really do. Um, And that, in that series, <laughs> initially in the first three games, he couldn't get by anyone. And then game four, he was getting by everyone, like Dave pointed out. He was just missing fucking sure. point blank layups. I have bad news. Did they did they let him get by everyone because they knew they would block, block him. him at the rim or yes. just so, <laughs> Either way, James Harden is toast. He's partying in Vegas. I know it's not a big deal, but it's bothering me more than it should. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. This is the biggest series of your life. And you're in Vegas the week before. <laughs> come on, man. I just uh. It's annoying. You know, who wouldn't know, be, you know, who wouldn't be in Vegas. Damian Lillard wouldn't be in Vegas, right? Whoa, what did I just say? Oh my <laughs> God, that's the offseason pod. Let's get through. Let's get through. Let's get through this. I, you know what, man? I'm fucking. I'm just ready to die, man. I am. Like, let's just fuck it. We got the dogs this year, man. Let's make it a. Let's make it. A, let's wrap it up. Let's dog it up. Let's make it a dog fight. Let's see what happens. 
Yeah. I'm ready to get hurt. I'm I'm ready yeah. to get hurt. Let's do so what's it. all right. So how about how about we'll say this? Both of you. We'll start with you, Dave. Give me your percent chance the Sixers could pull us out and what your actual <clears throat> prediction is. Oh my god. Uh I'm okay. My prediction is that they fucking win because that's what my, my heart's telling me to say. But my brain is like what at with all the everything you know is that it is and the, all the current the current standing of our franchise i'd give us the fucking i don't know my god 25 percent chance of pulling this out and that's generous <laughs> that's i generous. said i said 20 percent, so I'm, I'm right there with you yeah 25 percent generous but uh <laughs> my heart my heart's saying yeah muck it up b-ball ball is fucking get in there hit somebody hit marcus martin fucking elbow him in the fucking head that fucking prick let's fucking go my god i brought god i can't do the fucking great defensive stand, solid lockdown defense, two seconds left in the shot clock, fucking 50 to they knock the ball loose and it goes right to fucking Grant Williams for the dagger three ball. I am I just I, I'm not ready. Like when I watch the stuff will be when I watch the Sixers play the Celtics and that happens, like they get a fucking offensive rebound after a good defensive stand and it swings around to like a wide open four for three. My asshole went to run. Like I fucking like I'm doing a squat. Like, do, like at F45 when you squat, that you're supposed to clench your butt. Like I, cl- dude, I get so fucking tight. Like I can't take it, man. I can't take a whole series of this shit, man. They have to fucking steal game one. They have to steal game. Dave, can I just stop a second and give you a lot of credit because I would not be able to do the podcast from the airport that, that you're doing, and I absolutely love it. I'm I doing, love the commitment. I'm feeling you're good, going man. for the I'm Sixers. I smoked a fucking joint, but and I got picked up by this Uber guy. We had a great conversation. Fucking best Uber ride of my life. Right through rush hour traffic, didn't even feel it. Two beers deep, ready to fucking go, man. Let's go. Let's fucking right. go. Let's before go. I go. Before I go to June, Dave, give me give me one reason the Sixers pulled this off. Uh, I'll give you two. Dogs and uh, Maxi. They're gonna unlock Maxi. Matt, I said it, I said it 10 times. Maxi averaged eight points a game against the Can't Celtics this year, and yep. every game was an nail-biter, and he's gonna, they're going to fucking unlock him, and he's going to be our rising star future Max player, and he's going to be the new Boston Strangler, and Tyrese Max is going to get through this. Love it. All right. June, your percent chance for the Sixers to win this series and what your actual prediction is. Damn, you guys went pretty low on the percentages. 25%? Ooh. I think that's generous. I, Dave said it too. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know, man. Ice Trey gave me some hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Right All right. Now, so, what, what is it? What, what's your number? 49%. <laughs> it's a crapshoot. The coin flip. The coin flip. 49%, man. I don't okay. know, man. All right. I feel better. The last I'll bump three... it up to 35. Let's go. <laughs> the last two, three years, it, man. The Celtics looked a little weird, but I don't know. I, I think I mentioned the group chat. I was like, Horford looks terrible right now, but then I feel like he's going to make it up by just shooting lights out against us. Yep. Um, they I, just I mean, lock think... in against us. It's like, it's like, oh, we're playing the Sixers tonight. Let's fucking turn it on. Let's turn it on and do all, everything right. You know what I mean? Miserable. Yeah, but I think also what Dave said about like the second chance points, like, man, if we really limit them this series, like, like we did against the Nets. I mean, the Nets weren't good, but, you know, they were athletic. They just didn't have, like, their shot makers. But we gave them zero second chance points. And if we can continue that, 
against Boston, which we never were able to do in the past. But now it seems like we have some capable players that can, you know, box out, run after loose balls and, and limit these second chance points. I think we have a pretty decent shot, a 49% chance of like pulling out the series. We've lost, we have lost a lot of nail biters to Boston over the years. A lot of fucking nail biters. And those nail biters get swung one way or the other by the little fun, the little things, the little fucking 50 50 ball things. And we never had those guys, and we got those guys now, man. I'm telling you, we, fuck, we all know it. We got those guys now. And let's see what happens, man. Let's fucking see what happens. We can buck it up and take care of the ball and crash the fucking glass. And let's see where the chips fall, man. Let's see where the chips fall. We're I, can't, I can't lose to them again. I can't do it. I can't fucking we lose to them again. Dude, what's your prediction? All right, my prediction. So I gave them a 49% chance, right? Oh. All right. So if this goes seven games, I'm probably dead. Um, <laughs> so I think this is going to go sixers and six. Oh, shit. No. Uh, I wasn't prepared for that. I, I you, were, you were alluding to it, and I wasn't prepared for it. Um, shit, sixers and six. That is 50% chance, sixes and six. I love it. Hey, let's steal game one and go from there. Why not? Fuck it. Steal game I, I was going to say, I'm hoping the Sixers can pull it to push it to seven. You push it to seven, anything can happen in game seven. You know what I mean? It's like if you could somehow, like, I, I do think they might look better than they looked to them in the, in the regular season because I think in the playoffs, everyone locks in. If you remember in 2019, we looked terrible against the, the Raptors and we were right there with them in the playoffs. Man, six is in six. <laughs> I like it. I like it, June. Ready? We're ready to get hurt. I can't do it again. I cannot do it. I cannot lose this Celtics again. Uh, they have everything over us. They, 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 they got they they fool us in every trade. They got Tatum over faults. They they made us trade them stupid shit for Matisse Seibel. They gave us Al Horford, who was a double agent. It, it, everything goes wrong. They 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 make everything go wrong with us, and it's just like it's just like. Throw us a bone, basketball gods. Throw us a bone. Give us something. What's up, Dave? Everything comes full circle. We flipped Marcel Foles for the pick that became Tyrese Maxey. We flipped Matisse Dibble for Jalen McDaniels. Everything comes back full circle. We right all the wrongs. Karma connects itself. Let's talk All right. Well, we had less than a minute left because I, I I refuse to pay for Zoom. But I, I, I know this. Six years and seven. Six years and seven. Get it to game seven. Anything can happen. Guys, we will talk soon. Dave, have a nice flight. Let's go Sixers. Trust the process. Resign B-Ball Paul. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys soon. Let's go. Hey, boys. All right, fellas. Sixers and seven. Let's do it. There he is. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> see you guys.